For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The viewers want to know your take on Shohei Otani. My take is baseball has to understand that they're an entertainment business. Here's what we don't know, Rod. We don't know what motivates Shohei Otani and what Shohei Otani wants. But it sure is fascinating watching all of this unfold. You know, the, the kid gloves with all of this around Otani, they're kind of walking on eggshells around him. It, it's wild. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just hate that? When it goes down the wrong way, just when you're going to air on national television, just when you're going to air on Game Plus TV and on the radio, WQEE in Atlanta. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Come on in. Hi, friends. It's also a podcast, YouTube Live. Uh, you can find us in a variety of places. You can find me in sunny South Florida. A little cloudy today. Moose is in Toronto where the Battle of Ontario fires up. Leafs and sends for the second time this year. Moose, how you doing today? What's what's popping, brother? I'm doing great. Doing great. We woke up to uh, the ground covered in snow out there. So that's new. Um, I know uh, you've been chilled down there a little bit if that even compares. But uh, but no, it's a great morning. The coffee was hot all morning. I got a little left over and uh, ready to go. Ready to talk sports. And uh, our guests today include Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet Winnipeg and Jesse Pierce from NHL.com. She covers the Minnesota Wild and also hosts the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Just so director Jordan isn't waiting, can you fire up the uh, show? <laughs> Thank you. The quick six show topics. I'll say this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, Moose. You've known me now since 2015, and I don't get sick a lot, but I feel like I had a three-week cold bug that I was getting over, yeah. and then I got over it. Now I feel sick again. So I'm sitting here. I can't get enough water in me. It's just brutal. But I'll say this. Uh, we had some fun and continue to have fun. I just hit the show horn because... Uh, so Jordan's not sitting there waiting, just fired it. And then I'll just tell you a little story before we get to the NHL leftovers from last night. And we look at tonight in the National Hockey League and Thursday night football and a whole lot of things. And Shohei Otani, we got a lot to get to. But I've got, I, I don't know how many friends it is, 50 to 60 friends that are down here from Saskatchewan on a sports trip, a sports trip that I started in 2011. The trip's still going. I'm not part of it, but my friends are still on it. So this morning, you want to throw up uh, the photo, Clark, from me and Marv Batty, if you don't mind. Marvelous Marvin Batty. If this guy doesn't speak rural Saskatchewan, nothing does. He's from Assiniboia. Clark said he had it ready. Do you have it ready? Clark? So is that a yes or a no? Okay. So there he is. That's me and Marv. We took a little tour around South Florida today, Moose. And you see how we're dressed for winter? How about that? So, thing is, he's from Saskatchewan. This ain't nothing to him. This ain't spit. But for me, I'm like, this is the coldest day since I've been here. 
Anyways, we did a nice little tour. Shoot, we must have been dri driving for about two hours. Now I got other people writing me going, that's good, guys. I got other people writing me going, can you take us on a tower on tour too? No, it's not Peterson Tours. Marvin's a good friend of mine. And every time I go and speak at the Assiniboia Sportsman's Dinner, he always pays to have me sit at his table. Uh, so, yeah, that's good. Thanks, guys. So me and Marvin had that. They're at the hockey game last night, and the guys in the press box we're all, you know, where are your friends sitting? What do they think about South Florida and how cold it is? I'm like, no, no, they, they, this is nothing for them, guys. It's cold for us here. Now, what I've realized is the guy that hosts that show now, Michael Ball, has my old job. He's going to do a show live from poolside like I used to do, and he's going to sit and talk about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for three hours, and all the people on that trip are going to sit and watch. That's what they do, and it's awesome. But that's not what we do here now. So it's nice to see my friends. That's not what this show is, but it was cool. So they're down here, and they're going to go uh, Friday night, Sid the Kid, and the Penguins are here, and then Sunday, uh, Monday night, it's the Dolphins on Monday yep. Night Football. Unfortunately, it's going to warm up by then. But I, I just noticed, I'm like, that's that whole gang was my whole life. But now I think about, we did the Cats and Bolts podcast yesterday. And Dale Talon was on the show with us, the former general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks and the Florida Panthers, which that's going to be dropping that podcast any minute. It might have by now. We talked about Bobrovsky, Bedard, Blackhawks, Boca with Dale Talon. He sat between Serena and I, and he was like, you two are uh, quite the pair. And I'm like, well, we think so. Like the monkey said about his nuts, what a pair. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And I will just say this. I said to Dale Talon, I said, you're from Rouen, Naranda. You're the first guy I've ever known from Rouen, Naranda, Quebec. Tell me about that. And he goes, well, my mom's from Montmartre, Saskatchewan. And Serena goes like, stop. I'm from 15 miles away, Glenavon, Saskatchewan. And then it just went from there. So I'm like, that's just, that's where life is now. And it's flipping fantastic. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Jordan? Is he still in the room? Guys, is he still there? Thank you. So, so to what ended up, we've got a, got a lot of hockey to get to today, so settle in. And by the way, I did listen to the podcast of yesterday's show coming home from the Panthers game last night, and it sounds great. So whoever's responsible, you guys do a great job. This ended up being the game of the night. Evan Rodriguez tied a career best with four points for the Panthers. Alexander Barkov scored a goal off a crazy rebound to break a third-period tie, and the Florida Panthers beat the Dallas Stars 5-4. It was wild in there. Mason Marchman and Evgeny Dadanov scored in a span of 3:36 early in the third period for the Stars to tie the game 3-3. Radic Foxa and Thomas Hardley also scored for Dallas. Jake Ottinger stopped 26 shots, but he was pretty leaky. And I'll just say this about Marvin as we were driving around in Goldie, my Jeep, today. He's like, do they always draw that, like that? I'm like, they do now. I just saw a stat yesterday. The top Three teams for attendance jumps from last year to this year. Biggest increase, number one, Chicago. Number two, uh, New Jersey. And number three, the Florida Panthers. They sell out just about every game. It's unbelievable. Over in Tampa, Andre Vasilevsky stopped 24 shots. Nikita Kucherov had a goal and a helper in Tampa Bay. Beat Pittsburgh 3-1. In St. Louis, Jonathan Marchessault scored his 200th career goal. Jack Eichel added a goal and an assist. And Vegas doubled up St. Louis 6-3. And the only other game was a big one. Zach Hyman had three goals. For his second hat-trick of the season, Connor McDavid had three assists, and Edmonton got its fifth straight win, 6-1 over the Carolina Hurricanes. Canes have lost two straight. They are at Calgary tonight. 
Yes, the text line's open, 902-518-3033, brought to you by our friends at Sober Carpenter, <clears throat> non-alcoholic craft beers. I might have to crack one before the show's over, because I need, I need something. I'm a little dry. But the orders, Darren, we had that poll question last week, have they turned the corner? Uh, how, are you, how are you answering that today? Um, I have to answer yes. You know, you, we asked the poll question, I said we got to wait. Well, they beat Vegas. They're winning games, um, you know. Dallas or uh, Carolina, big, uh, big game against them. I mean, they're checking all the boxes right now, and they're getting back to winning the way that the Oilers typically win: score a lot of goals, right? Yeah. The thing is, they're keeping them out now a little bit better, but they seem to have got it going. And you talked about Paul Maurice in in um, Florida. It takes some time, probably till Christmas. Takes some time with Knobloch as the coach. Hasn't taken a long time, but it's taken some time to get it going. And they seem to be on the same page. There will be ebbs and flows, but right now they're riding this, and that's the Oilers. Like they can go on a run and win 10, 12 in a row, be right back in contention. You know, problem is they can go on a streak the other way and lose a few in a row. But right now, yeah, they've turned the corner. Well, they've dug themselves such a hole. And by the way, Allie texts in from. Texarkana, Texas, and she says, it depends on what side you're on, Rod. She's a Stars fan. She says Dallas really needs to do something about their defense. Um, yeah, well, it was a grease fire last night. It was fire wagon hockey, uh, up and down. It, that's what I like. I mean, I can appreciate a one to nothing game, but it's not my favorite. Jason in Red Deer says, oh, Rod's rocking the Calgary Wranglers gear. Nice. Yes, it's one of the first teams I ever loved. And it's the first team my dad ever worked for, the Calgary Wranglers, interestingly enough. Um, Randy in Winnipeg says a driving range is open today in Winnipeg, December 7th. Um, interesting. I want to go back on this for a second. I told you we're going to talk a lot of hockey today, which makes me very happy. In the interview with Dale Talon, and I encourage everybody to go watch it, it's because uh, that Cats and Bolts podcast is just old school. Think Don Cherry's grape line. That's the idea. We just bring in a hockey guy and we talk hockey with him. Sounds wild, eh? And uh, we got all our Panthers questions out of the way. Some on the lightning, which, by the way, Darren, it's fascinating. You have to understand. And then I didn't understand it. And Canadians never will. There's really no pressure here in Florida. Like, for instance, I mentioned that I put in the Panthers fan group on Facebook. Do you have any questions for Dale Talon? He's coming on our podcast. And they're ripping him apart over the Bobrovsky deal, the Sergey Bobrovsky, $10.5 million. And so I said, Dale Talon, would you sign him to that deal again? He's like, absolutely. He goes, you have to pay on July 1st. You overpay. Because we had a need, we addressed it, and tell me how in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year that worked out for the Panthers. So he, he would do it again, and yet there's, there's like three guys on his ass in South Florida. Three. Do you know what I'm saying? Compared to being yeah. the Leafs GM or the Flames GM or God knows the Oilers GM, which reminds me... Uh, Serena asked him about the Oilers because that's her team, and, and Dale very quickly goes, oh, they'll be fine. Because they're talented. They're a good team. Where you run into trouble is when you don't have talent. And really, when you sit back and think about it, when you got a talented team that's not winning, you got to fire the coach. And I still, still kind of think that Jay Woodcroft 
it was too soon to fire him, but I'm not the general manager of the team. I would like to hear from the Oilers today. By the way, some of our friends checking in here today. Kevin the Medium. Good morning, RP peeps. Happy Thursday. Hello, Kev. And uh, Jen writes in from the Four Seasons, and I was hoping these folks would all chime in because I have questions for them. And Jack uh, Fulton in Volcan, Alberta, writes that it says, Happy 30th birthday to number 49, Alex Singleton. We'll have to observe that on our Instagram story. But just to walk it back for a second, I still don't understand this thing with the Oilers. And maybe because they've won five in a row, they don't have any problems there anymore, right? They're Stanley Cup contenders. I'll remind you, they're still looking up at a lot of teams in that Western Conference, but all you can do is put the games in front of, or win the games in front of you. But I still wonder why they brought in Jeff Jackson, Connor McDavid's agent, and if it's true what I hear, stripped Ken Holland of his general manager duties. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I'm seeing from people I respect on Twitter, specifically like Robin Brownlee, covered the orders forever. Um, why did they do that? Uh, there's that. And then I said, Jeff, our hotel friend, the hotel magnate, said, can you ask yourselves and Dale Talon, who's the surprise team in the NHL season? And I said, Detroit. And he goes, well, it's got to be Vancouver, which incidentally he's working for. And so I would suggest any Canucks fans go and watch the Cats and Bolts podcast because we discussed a lot of things. Jen, uh, with a lot of things, the Canucks, the Oilers, the Red Wing, we, everything. Um, Jen says the Oilers are on fire. Got to keep it going, though. Well, sure, 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 sure. Um, and, of course, I don't know anything. We know that. We've established that. When I say all you got to do is get into the playoffs and then you, you're a contender if you're in, nobody listens. But Dale said that yesterday. He's like, look at the Panthers. Going into the final weekend of the regular season last year, they weren't a playoff team. They weren't. But because Chicago lost, Florida got in and went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. All you got to do is get in. And it would be a good overreaction question, Darren. Um, who, and I'll ask you right now. Who gets in? Flames, Oilers, both, or neither in your mind? If I got to choose, I'm not going to go with both or neither. Um... I'll go with the Oilers, and they're rolling right now. Yeah, um, I think they'll climb it and get in, and I'm and I'm doing that because I think they're a they're a better team. They're a, they have they have more talent on their team, especially we know at the top end they do. But when they're all rolling, I think they can go on a heater. I just am not convinced yet that the Flames have that ability. I think the Flames have ability to be consistently good. Oilers are more streaky. But I think when push comes to shove, the Oilers have a better chance to be dominant than the Flames do. Jen says, uh, the Oilers fan, I'm, I'm, I'm canvassing Oilers fans. What's the deal there? She goes, I know nothing about Jeff Jackson. I'm not sure why he was brought in either. Still quite the head scratcher. Well, they say he was brought in as Connor McDavid's agent hired to help re-sign McDavid. That's fine. But why are you making him the GM? Ken Holland seems to have turned that team around and then you take his duties away? I don't get it. That's just what I see. I'd love to know from our Edmonton people what's going on because I don't really know. Uh, by the way, she's a Packers fan too. I was going to wear a lapel pin that I picked up last night. It's a Panthers jersey, lapel pin with number 11, Lindsay on it. 
and I sat beside Bill Lindsay's dad, Junie, as I always do last night. And uh, when you know it, he played for the Utah State Aggies. Junie did. He's 92, Junie. And I said, anybody famous come out of there, Junie? And he says, oh, you heard of Jordan Love? Oh, yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's doing pretty good, wouldn't you say? So, he's 92, everybody. Junie Lindsay, good friend of mine. I'm going to just bring up another topic, then we're going to break, and we'll come back on that topic, and then NHL tonight, Shohei Otani and more. The Pittsburgh Steelers host the New England Patriots to kick off week 14 of the NFL season tonight. The 7-5 and five Steelers are looking to avoid losing to a team with two wins for a second consecutive week after falling last week to the Arizona Cardinals at home. That was a bit of a bracket buster, wasn't it? Cardinals going into Pittsburgh and winning. Patriots are 2-10 and 10 and have lost five in a row. We'll talk more about that game, tonight's NHL slate, and whatever everybody wants to talk about when we come back. On the way, Sean Reynolds and Jesse Pierce. We are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. on on a Thursday episode 1137 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you. They're celebrating a win here from last night in South Florida. The Panthers knocking off the Dallas Stars. What did it end up, Allie? 5-4? Five, 5-4, four. Five, four, five, Can't remember. Panthers won. That's all that matters. And interestingly enough, as we bring in the Moose, Dale Talon on the Cats and Bolts podcast, the former GM of the Panthers and Blackhawks, says that he thinks the Panthers are a better team this year than last year. And I would agree, but they're off tonight, and I'm just looking at the games tonight. Three, six, nine, twelve, thirteen games in the NHL tonight. I'll get to that in a second as I open up the text line, 902-518-3033. Nolan writes in from Regina, and he says, big game for the Jets tonight. Yes, they're at Colorado. And Trevor in Red Deer writes that he says, I hear rumors that Tuka Rask is coming out of retirement. Any truth to this? First, I heard of that. Moose, have you heard the rumor mill of that at all? I have not heard that. That's a new one for me if Tuka Rask is thinking about coming back. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Serena said it here last week. On the other podcast we do, she goes, no rumors are true. And I said, I don't know. No, I don't think I agree with that. Sorry. <laughs> What's up? Cl oh, cl okay. Clark says there's a video, uh, a video circling around of him practicing. But there recently was one of Henrik Lundqvist practicing too. Oh, my God. What a time to be alive. 
of fake news. Just, oh my God. You see a retired NHLer practicing and people think he's coming out of retirement. Jeez. Us, Murphy. Heaven forbid. Think? Does that mean he's a coming guy back? wants to? Yeah, heaven forbid a guy wants to uh, get back on the ice and play a little bit. You know, like guys still want to play hockey even when they retire. You know, Ryan Smith. I think he went and played senior hockey after he retired. You know, Theo did that too. A lot of guys go and do that. They want to have fun. They still want to play the game. Um, some want to never touch the skates and the ice again. Um, so maybe yeah. Tuca wants to go out and play around a little bit. Who knows? What a time to be alive again. If you follow Ron Dugay on social media, which I do, we all do, Dugay just posted the other day that they're playing a uh, uh, alumni tour five nights, five games in five nights. Psst. Breaking news, Ron Dugay planning a comeback to the National Hockey League because he's playing in an alumni tour. How about that? <laughs> Anyways, see how this is show, this show's different, everybody? Breaking um, news, okay. so-and-so's vehicle is headed yeah. towards the arena. Oh, no. Is he coming back? And, uh, I will just say this, interestingly enough. Serena's dad's like a lot of our parents, unlike yours, because your parents have smartphones, but hers, her dad's got the flip phone. He doesn't know anything, didn't know anything about the Corey Perry rumor. I'm pretty darn sure he doesn't know anything about the Tuka Rask rumor because he's not on social media. So when people say it's the ruination of society, you know what? It might be. But anyways, I, I'm just, I'm not totally done yet. We'll have way more on the NFL week 14 and all the rest Friday on a football Friday. But with the Steelers home to the Patriots, I'll be, I got sucked into this until I was reading an article today previewing the game. And I told you this in the morning meeting. It was Steelers, Patriots, dun, dun, dun. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. Amazon Prime's got it. And then I kept reading a little more. And like it says here, Steelers 7-5, and five, Patriots 2-10. and 10. There will be no Tom Brady. There will be no Ben Roethlisberger. These were a couple of pathetic fa franchises meeting tonight. It's not what you think. But unless you're really following it closely, you would have got sucked into watching this game today because of the brand, what do you call it, brand equity, brand awareness yeah. of the teams, or just the fact that it's the NFL, you know? Two strong brands that are still riding that, right? You, you see that on the marquee, you know, uh, Steelers and Patriots, and it's like, I got to watch. That's a marquee matchup, two storied franchises, star players. And you start thinking, I don't even know who's on these two teams, you know? And yeah. I don't think either team knows who's going to be their quarterback and, you know, all the rest. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, you know, TJ Watt plays for the Steelers. We know that. He's very, very good the best players on the planet. That's about it. Um, so, yeah, it's not going to be a salacious matchup. These aren't teams that are going to be anywhere near the Super Bowl conversation. I have to apologize. I mentioned earlier, Nolan Cooling, I said, was from the Queen City, and he uh, corrects me, says he's from Saskatoon. That is very, with people from Saskatoon, you don't want to make that mistake. People from Regina don't really care, but the Saskatoon people certainly do. And I'm going to jump out of order because Wilf and Steinbach, Manitoba, watching on Game Plus TV, writes in with what a lot of people are talking about. He says, hi, Rod and Moose. Otani and Trout 
couldn't get the Angels a title. Signing Otani would be good for the Jays' revenue. That's what he says. So I'm going to jump to that baseball. Um, with regard, not Otani, but a Blue Jays rival from the American League East has made a splash. You probably all heard the Yankees acquiring three-time All-Star Juan Soto, along with Gold Glove center fielder Trent Grisham from the Padres for a package of players and prospects on Wednesday night. The Jays were rumored to have been interested in Soto. They're rumored to be interested in Otani. And as far as, as I'm not going to pretend to be a baseball insider, but I'm a fan. There's a difference between being a fan and a pundit and insider. A lot of people blur that line, but that's our poll question today for Key Auto Group, which, by the way, at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with a confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Poll question is, do you believe the Blue Jays have a chance at signing Shohei Otani? Have a uh, look, Clark, what they have on YouTube. On Twitter, 70% saying yes. Yes, and okay, hundreds of people voting already, and we haven't even had it up an hour. Yes, 70% say on Twitter, 55% on YouTube, believing that the Blue Jays do. Now, this is, I didn't understand this, Darren. I mean, I watch Otani, I'm a fan. I didn't understand the intensely private nature of the guy. We brought this up on the program yesterday. Somebody said his teammates don't even know the name of his dog because he doesn't want people to know. So I guess if the Blue Jays are in the running or not, do we even know? Do they even really know because of this? Uh, but it's certainly what everybody's talking about. I guess, do you think he's willing to go there if they write the biggest check? I assume that's when it's going to come down to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it sounds like Toronto actually checks some boxes, but then you have other people say, well, the big stars don't come to Toronto. They don't come to Canada um, when they have the choice in the major leagues. And you look at Kawhi Leonard, you know, he won a championship and left town right away. You know, um, he didn't sign as a free agent in Toronto. It was a trade deal. Um, so that's interesting. And then Shohei, yeah, private. His teammates don't know the name of his dog or whatever. Um, and then when he got hurt last year, what happened? Packed up his locker and left town. He didn't stick around. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers in New York hanging out with the Jets. Stayed in New York. Wanted to come back. You know, be around the team. So is Shohei a team guy? Is he, is he that? I don't know. You know, or is he just a guy that's going to float around in his own space, step out to the plate, hit, and then go back to his private space? You know what I mean? And not be part of the group. I, I, I just don't know. I guess it depends and what you want. You know more about it than I do, obviously, and you're sitting there in a Major League Baseball market of Toronto, so maybe you're hearing some things. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm sitting here in a Major League Baseball market, too, but you would never know. You would never know. I see 10 to 15 times more Panthers merchandise on the streets. I'm talking license plates, decals, and back windows of the Panthers than I do the Marlins. It's rare to see anything about the Marlins here. They don't talk about them. You wouldn't even know there's a Major League Baseball team here. So I'm not obviously hearing anything about Otani and that. I, I know people would find that very hard to believe. There's far more talk of the Blue Jays in Toronto than of the Marlins here. I've spent enough time in Toronto to know that. But I, you know, but I will say this just to morph it into something. It's not the most talented team that wins a championship every year. I'd like to think people understand that. 
I was having lunch. Watch your toes. I'm going to drop some names here. I was having lunch with Bernie Perrant, the two-time Stanley Cup winning goalie of the Philadelphia Flyers, at a restaurant in Saskatoon. What's that hotel? The Senator? Downtown? Yep. That's a good one, isn't it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Because I've been some ones in Saskatoon you don't want to be in. <laughs> even though we had fun. But Bernie and I were having lunch, and he goes, you know who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year? And I said, I, I don't know who. He goes, the best team. This is Bernie Perron. And he goes, and I'm not saying the best, most talented team. I'm talking about the team that comes together the most. And he's won two Stanley Cups, so he would know. What do they say? Teams that party together, win together. I, that used to be a thing. I don't know if it still is or not. So do you want to sign the best player on your roster? Having said that, I, you know, I don't know too many of the Dolphins people at all, but they talk about Dan Marino, greatest Dolphins quarterback ever, Hall of Famer, and he wasn't the nicest guy. Because you know what? He might have barked at somebody and got on their ass for screwing up or not doing their job. And some people don't like that, apparently. But they won. They didn't win a championship, but that wasn't Marino's fault. So maybe that would be a better poll question. 70% of people saying they think the Jays have a chance. A better question might be, do you really want him if, if he's this much of a flake? Wilf and Steinbeck just said he couldn't get the Angels into the playoffs. Maybe this is why. Darren, what do you think? Well, or part of why? No, I don't know. Like, it's not like Shohei's going to go and not make the playoffs anywhere that he goes. It's a full team. Not one star can get you into the playoffs. Look at the Yankees. Aaron Judge couldn't get him into the playoffs. Takes everybody. But I go back to, I said it yesterday, quoting you, quoting a coach, better is better, right? Do you not want a Cy Young yeah. pitcher? Do you not want an MVP DH hitting the baseball? Um, you do. You need to have a team around you. You can't blow all your money on one guy, but Vladdy hopefully will step up and have a better year. Bo, um, they're talking about, you know, maybe clearing George Springer's number. But if he stays, you know, if you start building a team around it and it's very deep, and there's no holes. What do you do? But I think the Angels had holes. So when Mike Trout and Shohei came up, you could kind of pitch around them. And if, if you get through that, the rest of the order is pretty good. You're good for three innings. Right. And just hope you survive the ones through the order. A deep team you need to win a championship where there are no holes. Yeah, it's interesting and a fascinating topic that I know a lot of Canadians and even casual baseball fans like us are talking about exactly this. Uh, point five, the inaugural NBA in-season tournament semifinals are on deck tonight. The Pacers play the Bucks, followed by the Lakers taking on the Pelicans, both at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. The winner of each game will tip off in the final on Saturday with a $500,000 U.S. per player prize on the line. We had the poll the other day, are you into the in-season tournament? 91% of people saying, no, not. I think that was the most resounding result of a poll we've ever had. 91% of our audience saying, no, they're not into this stupid thing they're doing in the NBA. Maybe part of it is the Raptors aren't in it. I don't know. But that we're not spending any time on it. We did not. I skipped over tonight's games in the NHL, the 13 of them, for the biggest reason that we're going to uh, be discussing that next hour. But we will be talking about the Jets and the Avalanche next, however, because Sean Reynolds of Sportsnet Winnipeg is lined up to join us next. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. See you then. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back with Rennie after this. We're live on Game.
Plus Television, which is channel 1190, Bell MTS Cable, all across Manitoba. WQEE Radio in Atlanta. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Right back at it, and welcome back to uh, your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you from South Florida. We are going to Winnipeg, where we understand there's a driving range open today, so they're having unseasonably warm weather there, and they don't want to talk about golf in Winnipeg because the Jets are hot, hot, hot. Hey, Rennie, John Reynolds with us from Sportsnet Winnipeg. Jets on the road to Colorado tonight, and it looks like everybody's on the upswing right now in that town. Am I right? Yeah, I would think so. First, I just want to say, love being on the show. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, it's unseasonably nice weather here, but it feels a little bit like you're rubbing it in with the uh, boat pictures and the water and all that kind of stuff. I, you Sorry. got a good thing going on there. Uh, yeah, that's that's okay. I'll I'll, I'll move past it. Um, yeah, everyone really happy with the way things are going in Winnipeg right now. They should be. This Jets team is uh, giving every indication that it's it's for real. Um, one of the things I think that we, we've seen from the Jets so far is they're a team that doesn't beat itself. They're a team uh, that makes sure that if you're going to beat them, you've got to beat them, right? And I think they had this three-game losing streak uh, th recently that now they're on a two-game winning streak. It was a five-game winning streak for them before that. Uh, to me, that's a good sign in there because what you're seeing is we saw the Jets be an early season team last year that was very good. Then we saw them fall off, off the cliff. Um, and there's been a little bit of a sense with the Jets over the last number of years that maybe they don't handle success the best. When they start getting close to the top of the mountain, that's kind of what happens before the fall. I don't know how many people were thinking that. I didn't. But when they won those five straight games and all of a sudden they've moved ahead of Dallas in the Central Division and they're right behind Colorado, uh, then they follow it up with three straight losses after what had probably been that game against Florida, I believe you may. Well, I don't know if you were there or not. Um, that was what I thought was their yep. best game of the year. And then all of a sudden they go into a three-game losing streak and you're thinking, okay, is it happening again? I thought they did a good job of halting that. They handled their business. Those three losses were games in which, you know, the Jets forced teams to beat them. Nashville had a great game. They were on a heater heading into that. Dallas is a really phenomenal team. I think the Jets, even though they're right with them in the standings, aren't quite there with Dallas yet at this stage. And then the Edmonton Oilers came in and pulled off a pretty good comeback they're a hot team right now. So the Jets, instead of taking that situation, kind of falling off, they get Chicago, which is a little bit of a gimme on the bingo card. They did a really good job with that game to come out on top. And then a good job of surviving a game against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes that they probably were not the best team on the ice, but they were the less mistake-prone team in that game. And often that's enough to win in the NHL, and it was on that night. Hey, that's a mouthful, and I appreciate the analysis. See, you know, I was at the, the game here in Florida, and I, let, let, listen, this is yeah. not does not need to be a hardcore interview. I want to get into the Paul Maurice and Jet stuff and some of the things that was said after that. But that particular game here that night, yeah. it was a three nothing Jets win, and I was sitting. How much does the term speed come up in your circles with regards to the Jets? Because they've always been fast, going back to when Line A was there, like a very fast team. Does anybody ever talk about where they would rate? in the NHL for team speed? 
Yeah, well, I know that uh, at one point, Rasmus Kapari, their fourth line center, had been clocked as the that he had reached the highest speed any player in the NHL had reached. It's a different kind of speed, I would argue, from what we've seen in the past. Like, you know, Nikolai Ehlers, we know, can absolutely fly. That's his nickname, Fly. Uh, And he'd get going and whipping around, and Kyle Connor can clearly do that. Paul Maurice, who you brought up, would always suggest, as you know, when Brandon Tanev was here, and there was always these debates about speed, he'd always say, quietly, Mark Scheifele is actually the fastest player on the team. He just is rarely, you know, all out, you know, letting it out the way that those other players did. The speed factor that you're talking about, and I know exactly what you're talking about, Rod, is the team speed, how quick the Jets operate, not just by individual players, but as a unit, right? Like when one guy is going, everybody is going and they're staying a cohesive unit. And that's what makes them so hard to play against. And you saw it, like that was the perfect blueprint that night against Florida of how the Winnipeg Jets want to play and should be playing as a team. I thought they really like kind of threw uh, Florida into an early chokehold in that game and really didn't give them a lot of hope. And that's the one thing about this Jets team. If they can get the lead on you, they play the game the right way for the most part. Um, and they, they really, they, they don't beat themselves. They don't make errors. They don't make mistakes, especially when they're up in games. You saw that very much so against the Carolina Hurricanes when they were getting pumped out, shot 15-3 in the first period. And we're lucky to come out with the the lead in that but once they have the lead they're good at protecting the house they're good at playing as a unit they don't make it easy for you to get back into games uh i always go back to that calgary flames team that went uh to the stanley cup in the early uh 2000s i went i saw them earlier in the year and i thought i they're not the most skilled team but man they look like they're hard to beat and i'd hate to be the team that has to knock them out in the playoffs well they went all the way to the finals like that the jets have a little bit of that in them whoever gets them in the playoffs which i firmly believe they're going to go there as long as they play this style they'll be hard to beat and that's a good thing to be in the nhl uh yeah and i think hopefully you know they're using their speed to their advantage and as a as a former goalie and spent 20 years in the western hockey league as a broadcaster i don't want a team's coming down on you fast it causes problems forget about the defense so the Jets obviously use that to their advantage. And it was just funny because Pomo, after the game, people said, what was your biggest problem tonight? He goes, ourselves. He goes, we had one guy, one guy going, Ryan Lomberg. And then I didn't even know that the Jets are 4-0 against Pomo until Hustler yep. brought it up on Twitter. Yep. And I'm like, when are you guys going to stop with this? <laughs> is that a thing with the yeah. Jets and Pomo? Because I don't feel like it is. The only guy that brought it up was Hustler. Well, I I would say this, like it, it was a conversation amongst the journalists about the idea that Paul Maurice seems to have a, Paul Maurice, who was like always extremely complimentary and it was very hard to, Paul Maurice isn't, uh, you know, Rod Brindamore, who we saw coming through here in town the other day, who's not afraid to be critical and call out his team. He did so on the bench in the middle of that Oilers game with Darren Pang uh, last night, uh, was very critical of his team. Rick Bonus is the kind of guy that the Jets will win some games and some games that they probably don't deserve to win. And he'll come out and he'll rip his team and say, listen, we won, but that's not good enough. That was never Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice wouldn't say a bad thing about the Winnipeg Jets. And 
uh, said a lot of good things. It seems to have flipped the script here, and maybe that's why it stands out so much. Maybe it wouldn't stand out to you, Rod, because you weren't covering them all the time. But for journalists here who heard Paul Maurice endlessly talk about, you know, all of the good positive things about the Winnipeg Jets, I would say this: uh, he doesn't have a lot of positive things to say about them. If the Jets beat them, which they have four straight, and have, I think have done so in convincing fashion for most of the games they have played, uh, it hasn't been the Jets' uh, success. It's been the Florida Panthers failure is the way that it's been framed by Paul Maurice. Listen, one thing we know about this is the players left behind, a guy like Mark Shifley has made no bones about it. He wants to beat Paul Maurice when he squares up against Paul Maurice's teams going forward. Uh, and I'm sure Paul Maurice wants to beat his old team. Uh, it has been a lopsided victory time and time again for Mark Shifley in this situation. I appreciate the answer because I'm I'm a guy that's just can we get over this stuff just in life yeah. and what I've realized like Rod it's sports people don't ever get over stuff they're so mad at Jamie McCowan for breaking Howard Chuck's ribs in the 80s for God's sakes why would I think they would get over this Living. they won't still right? furious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, tonight, Jets at Colorado. It was way too early, I think, to talk about any kind of playoff preview, but hell of a measuring stick tonight, though, right? Massive. And if there's one place that the Jets this year have yet to kind of show themselves i think it's in measuring stick games now we could we could point out to that florida game as one of those and it could be that the the belief was the game before that when they beat tampa in overtime was one of those but tampa has clearly had its issues uh yes they bounced back against the stars but they got absolutely pumped by the stars uh before that that one game against uh, florida i think would be that but I, rod i would d defer to you on this because you see them a lot more than i do but what i see uh from that florida team is a team that they'll show those flashes of that team that was on and ground their way to the Stanley Cup final last year. They're a team that's able to grind. Um, they do it some nights. Some nights they don't. Uh, and I, I do count, uh, like, we just talked about the Paul Maurice thing. I don't think that was the best version of the Florida Panthers that we saw against the Winnipeg Jets. So I agree with Paul Maurice in that spot there. But the Jets have had a game against the LA Kings. They kind of got pumped pretty badly. Uh, they played against the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas Golden Knights, at the times where they looked like they were trying to run shoulder to shoulder with them, the Vegas Golden Knights <clears throat> looked over their shoulder, gave them a wink, and turned off. Um, or, or took off the Dallas Stars. They played them twice. I thought Dallas handled uh, the Jets very, very calmly. And I wouldn't say easily, but it looked to me like they were the class of those two teams in those games. So this is where the Winnipeg Jets have been, in my mind, hanging around <clears throat> just outside the premier teams in the NHL but really have not shown well against those teams when they've played against them. So this is one of those games, if you're a Jets fan or Jets player or the Jets coaching staff, you look at this and say, this is where we need to start having some success against the upper echelon teams in the NHL. We haven't shown them that we belong amongst them. So tonight's an example for them to get another crack and start suggesting to people that they do. Oh, God bless the NHL and sports in Canada that a game in December would mean this much. I, you got me hyped. No doubt. Uh, all right, Rennie. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, man. I, I, you know, you, I tell you this all the time, and I mean it. I wouldn't say it if I didn't. I love your work. Keep it up, man, and thanks for finding some time for us today. Uh, well, I appreciate you carving out the time for me, and you know I always appreciate being on this show, and I love our conversation. So right back at you, my man.
Thank you, pal. Sportsnet Sean Reynolds dipping in from Winnipeg. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover. Jesse Pierce joining us from Minnesota, by the way, in hour two. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back, everybody, for whatever this segment is that we call it. We got to come up with a name, everybody. It's not the warm-up. It's not overtime. And it dang sure ain't the intermission. And uh, we'll get into this next hour more with Moose, for sure. Listen, I know that what the thing between Winnipeg and Paul Maurice is a thing. And I'm not a Winnipeg guy, but the show airs in Winnipeg. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. And if you knew me, I'm a guy that just wants everybody to be happy. And uh, if that's what they're upset about in Winnipeg, that Paul Maurice never gives the Jets credit for beating his Panthers, it's like, you don't understand. You're never going to get credit for anything in life ever. People don't give you credit. You aren't. <laughs> so if you're going to be, if you're sitting waiting for that, you're never going to get it. So move on. But I, I, I guess if you don't want to, don't. Uh, thank you to our people chiming in with their comments on that interview. John Ohm says, great interview. Jason in Red Deer says, great interview, Rod. I love Rod Brindabore's comments last night. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, <laughs> BW from Edmonton says, if Shohei Otani wants privacy, maybe go play for the Marlins. He would be hiding in plain sight. Right? I can't name you one Marlin. And what's interesting about that, you see billboards for all over here, Messi with Inter-Miami soccer and Barkov for the Panthers on billboards and advertisements and the Marlin, just nothing, zero. You wouldn't even know there's a team here. It's wild. Sports update, Caleb Martin scored 24 points and grabbed 12 rebounds as the Miami Heat pulled out a 112-103 win over the Toronto Raptors. Duncan Robinson added 21 points for Miami. Spicy P had 30 to lead the Raps, who have lost four of five. Calgary Surge have re-signed head coach Nelson Taroba for the 2024 season. Taroba returns to the Calgary Surge after serving as the team's head coach in their inaugural season, going 12 and 8, first place in the West, and a championship final appearance. Sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas, in Landmark Cinemas now, Silent Night from legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral, thrill-a-minute storytelling. Moose is with us next hour. Jesse Pierce from NHL.com and the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Stay with us. 
through this brief pause, everybody, on Game Plus TV and the radio, WQEE in Atlanta, your southern home of sports and talk, 99.1 FM.